Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at St James's Park. What a huge, huge win. Newcastle 2, Burnley 0. They came up for a scrap. We were scrapping back, but we got the goals. We broke through what has been a very, very impressive defence for them over the last sort of run of eight games, but we stood strong. It was a really impressive tactical display, I thought, as well. It was like a game of chess at most of the time. But our passing was so, so good today. Burnley, very well-organised side, but my God, they are a team of shithouses, aren't they? They are horrible, horrible, with an awful anti-brand football. The brand of anti-football, I absolutely I despise having to watch that. Long ball, long ball, long ball. It's awful. It doesn't, it doesn't belong in the Premier League for me. It's, it's full-on, 100% championship football. See you later, lads. Um, but let's get to it. I mean, it was, you know, going into it, I was wondering, it's going to be tougher, but I, could, I, was, I was quite confident we weren't going to lose it. I was quite confident that we'd at least come away with a draw. I, was, I think before the game, I was calling one all. Um, but, yeah, they, obviously, with, with, with the difference between Huddersfield and Burnley... Um, obviously Huddersfield were really pushing forward um, they, they, they left so much space in behind and we really exploited that and we were able to have so many touches inside the box against against um, against Huddersfield which is about 20-21 which I think is our, the highest number of touches inside the box all season so tonight against Burnley we managed 7 <laughs> in the, so basically a third of the amount but the same scoreline which is quite, you know, it's, I think that's quite interesting um, in terms of, you know, how much difficult it was, how much more com competitive a fixture it was. Um, and, you know, a lot of the first half was, I mean, we, we, we had a lot, we had a lot more possession than I expected us to have as well. We, as I said at the, at the start of the, the episode, the, it was the, the precision passing around the back, really patient. We were composed, and they were very good at pressing. And you know, they were they were they were pushing high on us, so we couldn't play out from the back from goal kicks, for example. Haven't resorted to going long. You know, kind of. You know, we were playing a few long balls at the Rondon, and I mean, he was just getting chinned left, right, and centre. And guess what? The referee was allowing it. You know, and I think this is this is who Burnley are. This is it's this this cynical style of play. This this really aggressive attitude towards playing a football match and that they think that they can just kick the shit out of the other team enough um, to sort of wear them down, get them injured. Like, you know, Ashley Barnes has had form for this before and he elbowed, he, he elbowed Fabian Scher, like a, a sort of me own eyes. But nothing was given. The referee, you know, Rondon had two men on him at all times and he had somebody, basically... The referee allowed a, a second man behind Rondon to just climb on him and nothing was ever given. There was never a foul given for that yet. Little nudge from Perez and it's, a, it's an instant free kick. So I, I, really didn't, I didn't, really didn't agree with the referee's um, you know, take on, on the game today at all. I thought, I thought the referee was encouraging what was quite a dangerous way of, uh, of playing and he knew somebody was going to get hurt and that was, that was emphasised by the fact that Longstaff got, got um, shit, um, studs on his shin. Emphasised by the fact that you know, I think Shea got another kicking in the, in the in the second half as well. But it was you know Diarmi when he came on, ended up having a bandage on. And and do you know what? That's on the referee. That's on the referee for allowing Burnley to play in such a shit house way. And 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 I tell you something, 
Don't believe for a second that Sean Dyche hadn't told his team to kick 10 tons of shit out of us. Because they've got nothing else. They've got kicking the shit out of people and root one football all day long. Honestly, this doesn't belong in this league. It's, it's, it's an atrocious way to send a team out. And Tarkovsky is, he's another one. Like, he's a, he's a really, really cynical player. And he'll, and he'll shout at people for, you know, I think I think what was really funny, and I'll get onto the goals in a minute. I promise you, I just want to rant. I think what what was so funny in the second half is that the likes of Ashley Barnes, the likes of Tarkovsky, had the temerity to go to the referee and complain about the physicality of Newcastle after what they they'd done for like the, you know the all game, which is just absolutely fucking hilarious. And you know it didn't work. Sorry, Sean. Um, their Sean, not ours. I've got good things to say about our Sean. Anyway, so let's get on to the, the good stuff, shall we? So there's this amazing kind of tactical chess match that was going on where they were obviously just very, very difficult to break down. And I want to cast your minds back a, a couple of weeks ago to, to Wolves away. Um, and, you know, we, we found them quite difficult to break down, didn't we? And, and what happens is Cher uh, gets, the, gets the ball on the halfway line and he just has a little jog forward against Wolves. Nobody's pressing him, nobody's harrying him. What does he do? He feeds Hayden, who's in an advanced position on the edge of the box. Hayden turns, in on goal, strikes, should be, should be saved by Rui Proticio, it isn't 1-0, assist by Cher. Just from simply getting the game by the scruff of the neck and trying to make something happen. Against Cardiff, he did the same. He was, he, nothing was happening, we weren't breaking them down, so he just said, right, I'm, I'm off. And he had a run, and he ran, and he ran, and he ran, and he scored. And what did Fabian Scher do again tonight? Gets the ball on the halfway line. He advances. Um, he plays it out to Mankio. He gets it back from Mankio. And he just thinks, fuck this. I'm having a hit. And, and the drive, he absolutely thwacks it. It was absolutely beautiful um, contact on the ball. Just slightly to the, the outside of his right foot. And it just draws into the, the, the top corner. I mean, there's no keeper. Look, Tom Heaton, one of the best, probably the most on-form English goalkeeper in the, in the Premier League at the minute. If you look at the run they've gone on, and the way he's been playing, and added defensive solidity since they dropped Joe Hart. Surprise, surprise, that's worked. But there's absolutely no goalkeeper in the Premier League saving that shot. It is right in the... It's, it's in off the post. And what a satisf satisfying strike satisfying um, thump off the post. It was just beautiful. And, 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 and honestly, we, we, hit the, we hit the woodwork so many times on Saturday. We're so unlucky not to get more. So to then get the right-hand side, of, you know, the right side of the post in this instance, um, as opposed to the wrong, you know, the inside of the post. It, it was just absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best, just... Just one of the best strikes I've seen us score in a very, very long time. We've obviously scored lots of goals, maybe some good team goals. Um, the Rondon header earlier this season against Bournemouth sort of sticks out as well as just a, a very aesthetically pleasing goal. But Shares, and even Shares' run, you'd think, well, he should have been closed down and it was a nice finish. But, but this was just pure, like any, you know, anybody has that shot that's going in. Like, it was just superb. Like nobody can stop that. And um, it suddenly meant that Burnley's game plan to try and just soak up the pressure 
sort of hadn't worked and they would have had to sort of come out a little bit more. However, the difference between Huddersfield going behind and coming out more and, 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 and Burnley is that, yes, there will be a little bit more space at the back, the, the more you know, the more that they need goals, but given the fact that they just need long balls into the box all the time, they can kind of do that from deep still. So we still weren't getting the, the space that I think like Almiron would have wanted to thrive in. And I was very frustrated again that he wasn't being played in enough today like it's the first half like it would he ended up coming across to the right hand side coming really deep just to, because he's probably bored of not having the football he's a, he's a player who absolutely wants to be involved and he absolutely wants things to happen and it's it's it, i don't know it, it was maybe a good test for him against a very very physical side and how maybe difficult and tighter and um, more robust uh, an English Premier League defence is going to be compared to the you know the space he was afforded the luxury he was afforded against a terrible side in Huddersfield at the weekend so you know that that it's all part of his learning curve and um, but I still think there was sort of some great movement from from the three of them and, and I, I just think Rondon's had one of his best games tonight I think he's had one of the best games in a Newcastle shirt he he battled for everything and, and he got the shite kicked out of him for 90 minutes. He, he really, really did, but he never gave up and he battled. He's an absolute warrior, Solomon Rondon, and he's amazing. And not only that, he managed two nutmegs tonight. Two! The first one, he just, it's he, one of those where he just puts his studs on the top of the ball and just rolled it through the legs. And of course, like he was right next to where I was uh, sitting, so I gave it a good old Rondon! Right in his face, so I, I hope he heard. Um, obviously, he was thinking about me, um, so that was that was really pleasing. Um, and he was just, and I thought he just, he almost like just ran that little bit extra today. Like he, he is mobile and he does put the work in, but I just, I just saw extra effort from him tonight, and it was, it was a, a it was a joy to see. And I tell you what, what, what's really really interesting about this forward three is that, you know, with Perez. And now Almiron taking on the running and closing down. And, and maybe this is more to do with, a little bit more to do with, you know, Rondon getting over those early season injuries as well and lack of fitness. And he has become fitter as the season's gone on, but we're getting more 90 minutes out of Rondon. He used to be packed by like the hour mark, didn't he? 60 minutes, 70 minutes. He used to be absolutely packed. But when you've got Almiron and Perez doing all that running, and chasing defenders down like they were tonight and defending from the front which Rafa absolutely wants them to do then it preserves Rondon's energy for the more important things like getting into position battling, winning headers, holding the ball up because that's exhausting and especially when you've basically got like juggernaut defenders lamping you from behind and pushing you and you know all the dirty tricks in the book and I just thought he was just immense he was absolutely immense tonight Rondon but let's get on to him, Sean Longstaff. Like, he's just, it's becoming Roy the Rover stuff, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. So, Hayden wins the ball um, from a potential Burnley counter-attack, actually, um, close to our, close to the halfway line. Sean Longstaff picks it up. He plays it into Almiron. And Almiron just plays this beautifully precise, incisive pass to Richie, who um, was getting some real joy down that left-hand side in behind Bardsley actually happened a couple of times um, and he 
I remember a great ball in the in the, in the, in the second half from from Fabian Share, man of the match for me tonight. Um, he just he, and Richie had just peeled away, and he, and he just he, he found him with a sixty yard pass, sixty five yard pass. It was effortless. So Richie was getting some real joy, and he had really advanced. Um, as a, you know, as a, as a full fat left, you know, left-sided attacker, um, and Almiron just found this channel, and that's the class. And, and Richie's first touch was was a, actually quite a poor one, and the ball kind of spun up, and you just think, ah, is he is he, he going to spin it out? But he managed to keep it in, and it, the way the the ball was spinning made it quite an awkward one for the for the defender. I think it was it possibly Ben Me who then went up for it, and it just sort of spun off the back of his head, and Longstaff who had been at the, the inception of this move had continued his run to the back post and he's there and he just takes a touch and then just drives it across the it was textbook across the keeper there was a few there's even a couple of defenders on the line at this point but he smashes it in and he wheels off to celebrate in front of the like the leaders end and it's just it was an absolutely beautiful moment i was so so happy for him i was so happy for him local hero sean longstaff you're one of our own it was a what a moment for him. You'll never forget that, and it's it's no more than he's deserved. You look at him and Hayden, right? The last few games, you know, Sean Longstaff wins a penalty against Man City that was the match winner. You've got Hayden who um, scores against Wolves. You've got Hayden who assists Rondon's goal at the weekend against Huddersfield. You've got Longstaff who hits the stanchion against Huddersfield, scores tonight. Like. Not only are they putting defensive shifts in, but they are contributing to match-winning goals um, and important goals. And that's that's such a credit that they're keeping Diame and Key on, on, on the bench. Like, It's such a credit. Two internationals, well, Diame not so much anymore, but you know, these kind of two rookies who are just kind of raw and learning their trade, they're forming some, some partnership. Like, And, you know, I thought... You know, Longstaff just deserves everything that's come to him. All the plaudits, things people are saying about, you know, Rafa today, saying some absolutely great things about about Sean Longstaff, wasn't he? Um, you know, there's obviously like talk of, you know, England and you know, possible England call up, maybe not for the for the full national side, obviously. Um, but you've got to believe, so Rafa today said, you know, Sean wouldn't look out of place with England. I think he means any sort of age group. There are not too many young English players with his quality. He's humble, professional and focused. He's technically good, his vision is good, he's consistent and he's normally calm under pressure. Now that, you know, that coming from somebody like Rafa Benitez is, you know, Rafa Benitez has seen it all. He's elite, he's won all the major club trophies and what we're seeing is just some unbelievable form and it shows what confidence and, and the opportunity and, and it's very much... Um, a bit like the the Harry Kane thing, isn't it? You know, Tottenham were forced to play Harry Kane in a European fixture, I think, um, back when Tim Sherwood was manager, and they had so many injuries that they had they just had to play the rookie, and 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 Harry Kane has never looked back from that moment. You know, he's top goals, he's golden boot in a World Cup. You know, he's smashing Premier League records, scoring records as well. Yet his opportunity came from out of necessity. They had to throw him in, and maybe simply, maybe not the magnitude of of Harry Kane, but the way that Longstaff's had to come in, and he's had to come in, because we lost. We, you know, he was, he's like fifth, he's fifth choice, fifth choice, centre midfielder, and he's and he suddenly, you know, 
he's making the top pundits, he's making the journalists, he's making former players, he's making media presenters, he's making everybody stand up and listen and watch what he can do with the football, his composure, his maturity. And it's just a dream come true for him. And I am honestly so, so delighted for that for that lad because he just deserves it. He's playing out of his skin. He's, he's, he's just a fucking belter, isn't he? He's beautiful. I'm so, so happy he scored. And the 2-0 really kind of made the game... I mean, it's killed off that first half, for example. But, you know, the, the, the second half, I did feel the nerves. Um, and it felt very long, didn't it? And you knew they were just going to pump balls at the box. Like, I was at Turf Moor earlier in the season. And for the last sort of, like, 10, 15 minutes, all Burnley did, and it was 2-1 at that point... All Burnley did was just lump balls up, lump ball, and obviously when Crouch came on, you knew they were just going to do more of the same. Lump ball, long ball, long ball, long ball. And do you know what? And beyond the fact that I'm a Newcastle fan and I want Newcastle to win and I didn't want Burnley to score, I'm really, really pleased that that long ball shite didn't work because that is, for me, it's not football. It's turgid, it's awful, it's stale. It's not what I want to say on a football pitch. It's not what I want to say at St James's Park. And the difficulty is with playing long ball against the likes of Fabian Cher, Jamal Lascelles, who was 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 kind of good tonight as well, um, and Florian Lejeune. You know, you're not going to get a load of joy. And even when Burnley did win that the aerial duels, which they did, they did win a fair amount um, to to give them some credit. But the pressure that our players were putting them under meant that they couldn't have free reign to do everything that they wanted to do. They came close from a free kick um, where the ball sort of got knocked in. Long ball at the back post, long ball at the, another header, another header. Actually, it was Tarkovsky lost Fabian Scher, I believe, who was supposed to be marking him, um, and skied it over. There was another one, I think, where Taylor, I think, coming in from the right-hand side. Or Gunnos, it was the, 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 the Icelandic guys, uh, Gunnos and whatever, uh, number seven. He he came in and Richie, there was a shout for a penalty, but balls to that. The way they kicked the shite out of us, they didn't deserve that penalty. That was, you know, they can, I imagine Sean Dyche will be going apoplectic, apoplectic about that. Probably ignoring the elbow, the fact that Diarmid was drawn blood. But, you know, we'll skirt over that. Um, when you've got players like, you know, Cher, Lejeune, Lascelles, it's not an easy ride. And even, even like there was a moment where Lascelles went up against Peter Crouch and he went up to that with a he's on a hiding of nothing. There's no there's absolutely no way he's he's beating Peter Crouch, but he went up for the header anyway and he made it difficult and he probably headed Crouch in the chest. But that's just, you know, we made it difficult for them, even if we didn't win everything, we made it difficult for them and that and that that again is the togetherness of this team, the spirit that we're fighting and we're, you know, to be up on 31 points now, for me, is as good as survival. I think 34 will probably seal it. That's it's, it's one more win between now and the end of the season. But we'll probably get a couple of draws as well. Like, absolutely, I cannot stress how huge these last three days have been. Those massive six points. We go away to West Ham at the weekend with no pressure. There is honestly no pressure on that game. But... Bloody hell, let's go and have another win. We beat them 3-2 on their turf last time. West Ham are really hot and cold. And the way we're playing, there's absolutely no reason why we can't go and get a result. I'd love to get a draw now, I'd take it. We're on a great run. 
We're on an absolutely great run. But look at this. Clearances. This is the top players at the clearances. Lascelles, 8 out of 8. Lejeune, 7 out of 7. Cher, 7 out of 7. Headed clearances. Lejeune, 5 out of 5. Lascelles, 5 out of 5. Cher, 5 out of 5. And even Matt Ritchie getting some headed clearances and, and full clearances as well. Defensive aerial duels. Tarkovsky, 8 out of 11. He's had a good game. Cher, 4. Lejeune, 4. Hayden, 4. So, you, you, you see there, you see by the stats that we nullified their long ball threat simply because we're good in the air at the back. We are solid at the back. And then word on Dubravka as well, who again, he had a really good game at the weekend. You know, didn't have much to do, but everything he came for, he claimed well, and he looked a safe pair of hands again. And tonight, I thought he was just, the way he was able to pluck some of those balls out and catch them, you know, using his agility and catch the balls in improbable ways against a very, very physical side, I thought he was tremendous. He did some, he, some excellent sort of command of his area and that really, really helped settle nerves. And again, another, um, another weapon to nullify their only game plan. They came with a plan A, which was to long ball and kick the shit out of us, and it didn't work, and I'm fucking delighted about it. It's absolutely brilliant. But in other results, in other results, um, there was a lot of interest in the, the other games. So Cardiff got beat 3-0. They continue against Everton. They got continued. Every time they get beat, they get absolutely twatted, don't they? It's, it's brilliant. So like their last defeat um, was against, you know, the last two home games, Cardiff City, 5-1 at home at Watford and 3-0 uh, at home to Everton, which is just beautiful to see. Neil Warnock can piss off back down to the Championship as well. Um, Huddersfield gets get an unlikely win against Wolves, but obviously, of the other teams that were playing tonight, the one team that you would have happily had win are Huddersfield. Because they're down. They're, they're not recovering from this. Um, it's a nice token win for them, but I, I don't think it's going to... Um, I don't think it's going to spur on any major... Momentum for them, certainly not. Um, they're too poor a side to, to, to salvage this, I think. Unless they're beating Brighton, that's, that's absolutely massive. I called it, you know, the last week or so that I think Brighton have the potential to, you know, sink into this, you know, absolutely, um, into this relegation battle. And they're, they're far from safe as well. Um, we're just having a look at the, the, the league table. Newcastle are temporarily up to 13th. They might stay there. Um, if Palace don't win uh, the next game, I believe they're playing Man United, aren't they? So that could be a, that that could be good for us if we can if we can do that. And you know, just some of these. Currently, we are now seven points clear of the relegation zone. If Burnley had beaten us tonight, they'd have been five points clear of us. Instead, we've leapfrogged them, um, and we're just looking good. We're just looking really good. We are currently. Five points clear, five points behind um, tenth place, so five points off the top off. If we beat West Ham, this is how ludicrous this is. If we beat West Ham on Saturday, we are two points behind West Ham. Two. West Ham have had a much better season than us. We've we we we've struggled. We, you know, we can't score. West Ham spend, you know, 40 million quid on Felipe Anderson, who's a hell of a player, by the way. They've got Arnautovic. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've, 
they've spent so much money, but so much money doesn't always get you what you want. We are again five points, five points behind Everton, and that's only because they've won tonight. So I mean, they're they're a terrible football team as well. Who've spent a lot of money, Rafa Benitez. If, as if I didn't need to reiterate every single video I do, Rafa Benitez, he's a genius. He's an absolute genius. He reigns supreme. All hail King Rafa. Right, it's really late. I'm going to end it there. Absolutely pleasant. Like, what, what a few days in the life of Newcastle United. It's brilliant to see some meaningful wins. And it's brilliant to see that we've, you know, all but securing Premier League survival. Brilliant. I, I, I'm absolutely buzzing. And what a hit by Cher. Man of the match, mate. But what a moment for Sean Longstaff. Delighted for you. Newcastle 2. Burnley nil. I've been out on the 2 Network. You've been watching another match report. And we'll see you Saturday after West Ham. Cheers. Bye. See bye. Bye.